blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. You're muted. Um, we can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Sally, unmute yourself. Bottom left corner, click on it. Unmute, not hearing. Oh, the joys of Zoom. But then we've all known the opposite problem too. When we wanna say, who's unmuted? There's annoying background noise, sirens, dogs barking, doors slamming, people talking. So can all this muting and unmuting teach us something about the balance of speaking and listening? Spiritually speaking, we mute ourselves when we even practice silence and worship, that we can hear divine inspiration, whether it be comfort or challenge or calling. The problem is God sometimes seems muted. How in the heck can you hear the voice of God? We think people who hear God speaking to them are kind of crazy. But there are such stories in the scriptures, right? Like the story of Eli and Samuel today. The stuff of legend. Kids love this story. Spiritual guides love this story. Skeptics love this story. I love this story. It seems God is on mute. The word of the Lord rare in those days. The text says, maybe God was angry at the corruption of those days. So we have two characters, Eli, the old priest whose eyesight is failing, and Samuel, his apprentice, asleep in the temple. Now remember, Samuel is Hannah's child who offered him to the Lord. He had a divine calling from the very beginning, but so far at age 12, even though he's asleep in the temple, he doesn't know God yet. So, so God unmutes. God speaks to Samuel in the night. Now, sure, some people hear voices in the night, and maybe there are messages in dreams and nightmares, but that's another sermon or another story. It's almost funny. God unmutes and says, Samuel. Samuel, three times this happens. Every time. Samuel, well, either sleepwalks or scurries or sprints to Eli, thinking the old man is calling him. Nope, Eli says, it's not me. Go back to sleep. Leave me alone. Until the fourth time. Eli begins to wonder if a divine unmuting is going on. So Eli tells the boy Samuel to go back to bed, to lie still, to take some deep breaths, and to listen. To listen for the God who knows us intimately, who searches us out, who knows our comings and goings as the beloved Psalm 139 states. 
And after the unmuted divine voice calls out for the fourth time, Samuel finally recognizes the voice of God. And Samuel says those words that echo our baptismal calling as well. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Is listening really that difficult? Um, I think so. Most of us love to hear ourselves speak or to rant or to post online. These days, all of us are an authority. All opinions are valid. No wonder conspiracy theories and all kinds of untruths can foment. No wonder our country lives in alternate realities. Neuroscientists remind us that we are wired not so much for active listening, to pay attention to the other person, but for holding back, then giving our rebuttal as soon as the other person is done speaking. That's why we do active listening exercises in premarital counseling. And over these many years, I've done them a lot with many of you. And if you're not putting them into practice, here's a reminder. I wonder if our country could use a nationwide initiative on learning how to mute. I'm, I mean, how to truly listen to one another rather than the self-righteousness that's my default setting and probably many of ours. It takes curiosity and humility to learn from another not having our minds made up all the time. And boy, is that hard today. But don't get me wrong, not that our listening will also bring some strong words when we finally do unmute and speak. Do you think Samuel wanted the calling he got? A message that would make the ears of the people tingle, the text says. Now, that was a time of political anarchy Everybody did their own thing. Eli's sons used their position of privilege for their benefit, taking advantage of women and affecting injustice. It was a royal mess. Eli's family comes apart, but Samuel needs to speak the truth. The dynasty is over. Corruption is over. Nepotism is over. It's time for new leadership. Samuel be, will be a transitional figure until Saul is inaugurated, is anointed as king. There was nothing muted about the displays of racism and hatred on January 6th. American Christians our siblings in Christ displayed signs that said, Jesus saves, and God, guns, and guts made America. Let's keep all three. So as we take a deep breath, are we listening for our spiritual response to this growing movement in our country? Have we as progressive Christians allowed the message of Jesus' mercy, love, and restorative justice to be co-opted by hate? Unmute. Proclaim it in the public square. This is not the Jesus we follow. 
this is not the Jesus, thanks to the religious right, that so many young Americans think is Christianity. Maybe God isn't on mute. Maybe we're still trying to learn how to listen. One writer believes that one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s most relevant teachings was his conviction that each one of us holds some part of the truth. King didn't shy away from words that would make the ears of the people tingle in that day. When preaching a controversial sermon in 1967, linking the Vietnam War to civil rights, he decried an American arrogance that has everything to do about teaching others and nothing to learn, or spending more money on military defense than social uplift, something King called spiritual death. Today's texts are about the divine invitation to come and follow, to find purpose for our lives, to become an apprentice, to learn when to mute and when to listen. And I just don't mean on Zoom, but in our everyday lives. There's a time to speak and a time to listen, to quote Ecclesiastes. Listening is one of the greatest gifts that we can offer one another. A few folks have asked what the goals are. What's the purpose of these listening and discernment groups that we are having at Holy Trinity? Now, on one hand, just being together, just establishing community in small groups is enough of a purpose. But I wanna be frank with you. Holy Trinity will change drastically in the coming months and years. Every church will, every institution will, and we are listening for the Spirit's guidance for our future. How can Holy Trinity continue to share its grace-filled DNA at Grace Place and through the Lakeview Lutheran Parish and in other ways in our city? How can our anti-racism work, our welcome and our witness have a greater reach Being muted is weird, I get it. It's kind of humbling, isn't it? But it is a reminder of the holy work of listening because it involves spiritual work of slowing down, paying attention, giving eye contact, being present and being open. As a Sufi musician states, listening, is making an altar out of our ears. So listen. Listen to the voices of others. Listen to the sound of silence. Listen to the God who knows us intimately and who invites us to come and see and then invites us to come and hear the word of the Lord, words of grace, words of justice, words of mercy, words of hope, words of forgiveness. Come and follow 
Come and follow this one who comes to us as one unknown, yet in flesh and blood is Savior and Lord. Amen.